Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. And I'm Chris. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode's brought to you by our Patreon. So our supporters who do the Patreon make this possible. Well, they make things a lot easier. Like we're getting a summer Nam house. That's really cool, and we're using your money for it. <laughs> so if you also want to give us money, check out our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the effects loop. Um, you can check that out. There's different tiers. You can give us whatever amount of money you want. We will not be upset. I don't care if you give us 50 cents a month. I, I don't think... I can do that. Well, a dollar. Because after fees and all that, we'll get like 27 cents. Yep. It'll be great. So check out our Patreon. Um, let's do what's new, Chris. What's new with you? Absolutely nothing. I know you've mm-hmm. been gone too. You were like you missed out like a few weeks. We had Ryan on. You didn't get to hang out with Ryan. You nope. missed out. You really did. That was a fun episode. Who else did we have on? Uh, we had on. Um, oh my gosh. Had Paul uh, Pennington on. Paul Pennington. That's who it was. Paul came on. And we got to hang out with him and and chat with him, but you didn't, did you? Nope. Mm, no. The other week I was super busy. I know you and your busy life. Yep. You should totally give up certain things so random people on the internet can listen to you. Get uh, you can get my granddad's yard done. That's what I've been doing the last. I'm supposed to be at work right now, and I'm not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna get fired for this. Okay, um, so uh, you had nothing, but I did actually get something cool. Mm-hmm. I got. Um, if you guys haven't, if you don't remember, I think we had an episode with Clifton Worley on. I know he was on one of our Summer Nam episodes from last year, and I was on his show, and Scott was on his show when Scott was on the sh- our show. So follow that back and forth. But he teamed up with Spruce Effects to come out with a pedal called the Whirly Bird. And this pedal is really cool. It's a tremolo and a gain stage all in one box. And the tremolo is a tremolo that is not, I won't say it's not sat after, but it's not a commonly um, modeled after. And I'm going to look it up. Oh, you don't remember which brand it was? No. Honestly, this pedal was like um, Clifton announced it, and I was like, I've got to have it. Because number one, I've got to uh, support my boy Clifton. Right. But I've, I don't have a Spruce Effects pedal. And um, I just, I like I like owning a lot of pedals. I've got a problem. Uh, the tremolo is based off of the, most, of the mostly unknown. I love that it's mostly unknown. KT1 tremolo effect that used a volume pedal-like design to allow you to control the speed on the fly with your foot. It wasn't the most useful feature, but the circuit itself it is pretty bizarre and interesting is what they put on the website. So Not they've made the some modifications. Useful, yet it has a foot switch. How? I, I don't know. Maybe it was really bad. Like it wasn't like a click on like you're done. Maybe it wasn't a uh, maybe it was some weird attribute and it wasn't like the rate that was getting adjusted. With the no, it said it, it allowed you to control the speed on the fly. So it okay. did a, it did affect the rate. So but we're going to listen to this um, really quick. 
I was playing with it before the show and I was having too much fun. So this is my, uh, I'm playing my SG with the Crema pickups into a 65 uh, Deluxe Reverb profile by Sailor Sounds on my Kemper. And I've this is my clean sound without the effect. I thought I was going for some more than words then. I was going to say thanks, oh. James Taylor. Is James Taylor's the fire and rain guy, right? Uh, sure. He's the one who did like mock, yeah, ing, yeah. I never thought that Mockingbird, the Mockingbird song, would be a hit, but okay. Um, so I'm gonna. This is one single foot switch. So when you click it on, you automatically get the tremolo and the gain. So this is I've got everything at noon, which it's gonna get a little bit noisy just because. Uh, I have crappy power in my house, and it already gets a little loud, but this makes it even better. It'll be fun. But you can hear that chopping. So. It's got a really cool sound. Um, I'm going to show you how... That's how fast it can go. And this is about as slow as it'll go. I'm going to turn it max depth. I walk along the road. Sorry. <laughs> Still thinking Wonderwall. Anyway, brother, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> so um, that's where it can get. It can get pretty crazy. But this is with a gain max, and it has like, I'm going to turn the, for the most part, I'm going to turn the tremolo down so you guys can hear this, the gain on this. It's fantastic. <laughs> So it's got a really cool sound. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to do, I want to do, I told Clifton when I got this pedal, there was one song I wanted to play. I'm going to have to play it. So, Especially with all this gain. So that's it. That's the fun stuff. Mm. So this is a limited edition pedal. I think there might be a few left. So if you want to go over to spruceeffects.com, uh, look in the collaboration section. They've got this pedal. And it looks freaking cool, too. 
it's like got this weird um like 80s apache helicopter looking thing over this grid i don't know how to explain it uh, it reminds me, reminds exactly me. correct <laughs> see that was a great description way to go diaz and there's a flip-flop switch and i haven't figured out what that does does yet i think it swaps the order i'm gonna assume uh i'm actually on the uh site Okay, maybe not. Oh, wait. Nope, that's true. Is that a depth? Hold on. Where's the flight path? I'm so... I don't know what it does. Oh, it's an order switch. Okay. Yeah, so it's an order switch. Because there is one side... There's one side that's louder than the other. With, like, the 60-cycle hum. And we owe them 20 bucks now. For saying their name. Um, all right, yes. Ooh. Ooh. Aaron. Or, well, I think Cole would be the one that would sue us. I'm going to have to go with Cole Duke on the suing. I think Phil would just be like, oh, they said our name. And, like, Aaron might be the how dare they say our name. Phil will probably be uh, saying, oh, they said our name in the middle of, like, a 7-Eleven getting a drink. I loved Phil whenever he was yes. in random places. That was my, it's like, where's Phil this week? I still love when he was outside and there was a band playing queen or someone was playing queen on their stereo. I couldn't remember. There's something uh, about like he was walking up. I mean, it was to a restaurant or something. I can't remember. Might have you know been. what? We should do a podcast dedicated towards listening to every episode of the gear slum and talking about it. Hmm. What are we going to call it? Uh, slum tastic. Slim, slim, slum. I could be Mr. Slim Slum because it's ironic. It's like Little John. If you say so. Okay. So we're going to move on to geared news. There's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven gear news on our list. I don't know why I had to say it like we're on Sesame Street, <laughs> but it, it worked. Um, so <laughs> that wasn't Count Chocula. That's the, that's the cereal guy. It was the sure? Count. Yes, sure you're not Choc- having uh, that effect at the Bernstein Bears. The Mandela effect? No, yeah. I'm not having a Mandela effect. Sure. Count Chocula is a, is in the same category as Booberry. Hmm. Do you think like Do you think Booberry and Casper are the same? No, very different. Okay, so Count Chocula and the Count are totally different. That's like s- tripped up. So good. It's like saying Rex from Toy Story is the same as Barney the dinosaur. How dare you make that? <laughs> yeah. assumption right. i love the who's the guy who voices never mind we're getting distracted okay all right so friedman launches the mike no mo guitar amp cab simulation box and if anyone mentions it and doesn't say it like mike no mo then they can't say it because that's how i hear it in my head but that's the actual name of it mm-hmm. okay it's actually printed on the thing in the on the front and it's mic hyphen n-o hyphen m-o with the little apostrophe thing in between naming is like a two okay so looks is definitely pretty solid it looks like their amps has got the uh gold bronze like faceplate mm-hmm. and the black uh shell you know it's friedman you look at it and you're mm-hmm. like yeah that, look, that looks very friedman it's got the martial aesthetic but more modern okay so 
I was knocking this in the pre-app. Kind of was. Um, so pretty much it's a, um, a DI box for your head, your mm-hmm. tube head. But not um, a amp load. It's not a load box. So you still, you can't run completely silent, can you? No, you still have to have a speaker somewhere. You have to have a speaker somewhere. So, oops. So, I mean, it is what it is, what it is. Um, but it's got, you know, the ground lift. It's got, um, I guess the mic access is if it's on center or on the edge. Mm-hmm. And it's got negative 10 dB and negative 30 dB. It's cool. The thing that made me just now kind of turn around and be like, okay, it's not like what I was thinking. It's only 99 bucks. Uh, hold on a second. Red box DI. Uh, so it's kind of competitive. I'm sure most people probably know the Hughes and Kettner red box DI. It's the same concept for a speaker SIM and it's 120. But does it take load? No. Mm. But so, uh, I think this has been like one of the few that's actually in this uh, price range. Yeah. So and being from Friedman, that's good, impressive. Oh yeah. So and I feel like Redbox, even though it's Hughes and Kettner, most people may not have heard of Hughes and Kettner, but might have heard of Friedman. I don't know. When no, I think I think, of, I think more people know H and K than Friedman. Hmm. I mean, Hughes and Kettner. Maybe it's just because I don't think about. How about this? H&K be, that this often. is what you say. You say. It's the amps with the blue LEDs in the clear front. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know that. The guy from Rush uses them. He used to use them. I don't think he uses them anymore. But that's back whenever he used Paul Reed Smith as well. Oof. Hey, don't oof, Paul. You know what? I'm not even talking to you today. Um, this is. Well, why <laughs> so, did he use to use them? There's the question. Well, the he, uh, he, what, he, used, he used Gibson for a long time. Hmm. But he started, you know, doing a lot of stuff with Tremolo. I mean, listen to the, like, Limelight, the solo to Limelight. Right. And he needed something with a really good Tremolo system. So Paul Reed Smith makes an excellent Tremolo system on their guitars. It's just, it's it's hands down phenomenal. Yeah. That's when Gibson came with the Alex Life and Signature, the Access Mm. Les Paul, which has the built-in Floyd Rose. So, he, and he, I mean, amp situation, I don't know. He doesn't use, if you think about it, he uses some effects, but he really doesn't use as much as you'd think for being prog rock. No. Then again, all you really need is a chorus. I mean, the guy who uses a lot of the effects is Getty Lee. Mm -hmm. He's the one over there with like five pedal boards (laughs) and playing the piano in the, or the bass line on the little organ thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, let's move on to the next thing. Cause speaking of Paul Reed Smith sucker, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm like so defensive of Paul Reed Smith today. Uh, PRS unveils the CE 24 smoke burst limited electric guitars. Um, we've probably supposed to announcing a lot of stuff. Most of it's just like different finishes. It's not good. Come good. Cause they're, they're, a but they're little that's different. Kind of like Gibson Gibson's been doing that. Like everything's just new paint finishes i mean they did the silver sky but that was a year ago what have you done for me this year paul reed smith when did they give you the bird inlays on the uh seas yeah i don't know a while ago 
we were talking before the episode. Okay, so Diaz has, um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? A d- discrimination against dot inlays. If That'd it's not on a, it. if it's not like on a strat or, uh, or Les Paul Jr. And that's making a lot of noise. Okay, give me one second. Okay. Mark this down so we can like take this out. <laughs> okay, there it goes. It that sucks. Ah, <laughs> oh, all right. That's what a Kemper sounds like whenever you shut it off and it's still connected. Um. Okay, but Matubamp wouldn't do that. Okay. Uh. I was. Just, I. I don't like. I don't like dot inlays unless it's like on a Les Paul Junior or a Strat or a Tele. Or something that like would look weird with a different style. Like Paul Reed Smith, when I think Paul Reed Smith, I think you've got to have the bird inlays. When I think Gibson, I think you got to have the trapezoid inlays. Um, it's just, the, I don't know. Like Jackson, you got to have the shark fin inlays. Yeah. Like I, I like different inlays. I don't, I, I mean, I think a dot only looks good if like nothing else is available on that style or it looks bad with a different style. I mean, tellies, unless you're doing a deluxe look horrible with block inlays. So do strats. Um, I think a lot of that too has to do with the radius of the fretboard. Maybe. Cause like when you get to the fender bases, they look really good with block inlays. Yes. Now fender bases look great with block inlays. I think it also has more, um, the neck seems wider mm-hmm. on those. Like I think of when I think of a Gibson neck, I think a little bit wider of a neck when I'm sure they're close to the same, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just like, if you get a Gibson Les Paul and it has dot inlays, I'm going to judge you maybe not to your face, like behind your face. Cause I'm nice like that. But anywho, such a good guy. Diaz. Ah, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> hey, at least I accept it, and like, I don't try to pretend that I'm a better human being than I am, because mm-hmm. I'm totally not. Um, let's see. So, new colors—they look pretty cool. Um, it's Parry Smith. I do like because it's the CES. It has the looks like the maple headstocks. I'm guessing. That looks right. Um, ebony fingerboards. So ebony fingerboards that's really cool to avoid pesky sights wrangles what does that mean oh uh like back when they had the was it mahogany or no brazilian rosewood or something like that that was getting all the citations and stuff like when gibson had their big uh takedown okay ebony wasn't it was it's what is it now it's rosewood brazilian rosewood some kind of unless it was like african mahogany i can't remember what it was it might be i think rosewood was on the list but there is a decent size list yeah okay now that makes sense moving along the more you know okay i just want to point out so the best thing about this is we found this on a news article and the pun for the name is f- or for the name of the article is fantastic. 
I'm going to read it just like it's written. Zvex's new fuzz factory is a clear winner. Ha. And it would be a lot funnier if you could see what I'm looking at. It's a fuzz factory in a clear enclosure. Zachary Vex is now doing a limited edition clear version of the fuzz factory. And I really want it, but it's $250. And my wife really likes the electric to be kept on. So selfish. We're, we're in that nice little Tennessee spring where you can get a month or so with uh, nothing going on. Damn right, Chris. You know what? <laughs> Screw her. Uh, she can just deal with it because we might have... I can put a, a 9-volt in this. Yeah. It's got a 9-volt in it already. fireplace? No, but I, I've got a kid's room who needs to be cleaned up, so I can light that on fire. Just roll a 55-gallon drum into the middle of the living room. <laughs> like a hobo family? <laughs> Uh, do not try this at home. <laughs> okay, yeah, so um, go take a look at it. This is really one of those things. I can describe it to you. You can imagine what it looks like, but go look. It's cool. I want it. The th it's limited, and I wonder if it's going to go up in value. I doubt it, though. I doubt it since it's a plastic case. Yeah, but it looks cool. Yeah. I feel like I'm like trying to convince my mom to get... You'll never use it. Yeah, but it looks cool. Right. I think we both kind of also had the same agreement that, like, you would have hoped the LED would have lit up the entire case somehow. Yeah, it only lights like up. A knob yeah. or under the knobs? No. I still think it would be easy just to attach an L another LED. I mean, and just I put it towards so. the bottom of the case. Yeah. Get a really bright one from, like, Radio Shack if you have a Radio Shack nearby. Which you probably don't. All right, move on. Uh, Chris, why don't you talk about this next thing? My list got out of order, so let me go to our thing. It should still be the same thing. Okay. Or Oh, are you on... No, I'm Chris... on the one you opened up. So, so yeah, yeah. The, it should be in order. We're on this one, if you can see okay. me highlighting. So, yeesh. Where was I? I had to click back. Rocktron brings the Voodoo Valve Guitar preamp back to life with a limited edition re-release. I pulled this just because I've been I've been in that middle territory of thinking of going rack again or just mm. period. And valve preamps just seem cool. Because I've had people suggest the Marshall the JCM 800 one or whatever. Like, yeah, is the, the JCM one or JC one, something like that. Um, and it's become like really highly recommended. And since this is Rocktron, I think they're pretty good with their amp sim pedals. Rocktron's one of those weird pedal companies or weird mm -hmm. companies in general, because like they make budget stuff, but it's usually pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Like, Rocktron made um, the Hush pedal, which is a pretty popular noise gate. Or, like, they've got a rack one, I think, that's really popular in the rack world. Yeah. And then, what else do they make? Don't they make... They make the Banshee wa or the uh, talk box? Actually, I'm on their website. Let me... Yep, they make the uh, talk boxes. Mm -hmm. I used to have one of those. I loved it. I went through this really big Alice in Chains phase. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm still in a really big Alice in Chains phase. 
Oh, they I don't literally think... just do one, two, three, four. Uh, There's only a few pedals. And four out of the five are... Uh, crap, noise gates, I guess? Or... They've had more than that, but they've really... I mean, they really aren't a popular brand anymore. Mm-mm. Kind of makes me sad. It's weird anyway. because this they've, they're reissuing this, and it looks like they're using the same graphics. It looks like just the basic credit card machine. Yeah, but you got to think, when was this probably popular? 80s, maybe into the 90s? Okay, so did so they just have, have a bunch laying around, and they're like, oh, it's when, a reissue! What kind of power? Oh, what kind of power is on this thing? Come on, refresh. Show me the back. Oh, eh, maybe because normally most newer rack units come with, uh, you know, your computer, like having the back of a PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normally they come with those now. I have a I have a Rocktron, uh, floor mate. It's like a looper. Oh and yeah, I saw that too. They got the they're the ones that do the MIDI. Uh, oh yeah, dude. It, 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 I like I. It's so. It was such a crazy experience trying to wire that thing up, because you like have to run each channel into each other. So I was doing it with George L's. It was like forty George L cables, because you have to like run out into one yep. and run the pedal. Then run that pedal and then run out, run it into one. And it was just like, oh my heavens. That's honestly been one of the biggest things that's kept me from doing, uh, like just putting everything in a rack or getting a floorboard unit. Who makes the, all the extra, who makes the, uh, the voodoo labs control the, um, oh, what's it called? It's like, it's just floor control. Unless that's the, uh, thing. I forgot what it's called. It, it's say the brand was Voodoo, Voodoo Labs. Labs. No, it's not the control switcher. It's ground another control. the ground control. Ground control to Major Tom. That's what I'd do if I was going to do rack mount. I would be using a ground control pro. Because that's what I'm pretty sure that was a John John Mayer used that when he uses his rack system. Mm-hmm. That's what he uses. There, I mean, that's like an industry standard, and I trust. It really is. Voodoo Labs is like, and they're pretty rugged stuff. Oh yeah, I think they're like power supply is the industry standard. Yeah, the all of them. No way around that. (laughs) Yeah, the I had the four by four forever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I using the pedal power too, like my original one that I bought years ago. They got great stuff. All right, so you should go check that out. All right. Uh, this uh, <laughs> this next one's great. So, Chris, why don't you tell us what happened? Oh, no. Uh, Kirk Hamlet, apparently. What? Is this not the one that we're on? Did you? No, no, no. What did you just call him? What did I say? Kirk? I said nope. Kirk. Yeah, say oh, the last Hammett. name. <laughs> You said Hamlet. Hamlet. <laughs> yeah. <that> was- <laughs> uh, today in uh, rock history. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Kirk Hammett slipped on his wall and fell on stage. 
I'm gonna, I don't know if this is the first time this has happened. I would have liked to have assumed a no, but apparently it's newsworthy. So yeah. shout out to Michael Astley Brown for uh and did you watch the video oh what there is a video okay my headset's cutting out <sighs> oh my goodness all right say it one more time did you watch the video oh yeah i saw it like, okay the day it got posted <laughs> um yeah i just want to say uh <laughs> that's what i heard okay so he's got like plastic because it's raining supposedly There's, raining i don't see any rain in nope. the video what gets me is this is probably a midi uh expression pedal it's not yeah. an actual thing so i no well, why, why are you that worried about it <laughs> he has to play the wah yeah and he's at that point on the stage yeah because he uses the rack mount unit yeah so, like, that's just, that's a controller. Yeah, so I know there's, like, five of them scattered around stage. Well, it's, I mean, it's not like... I'm talking about the plastic bag over it. That seems like a safety hazard. Well, I think it was to make sure the pedal doesn't get destroyed. It, it's, it's a metal enclosure. It's fine. Okay. Um, why don't you go play your astronomer out in the rain? Would not be the first time I've done that. Okay, whatever, Chris. <laughs> Mr. I'm too good for Kirk Hammett. Who's Ain't nothing wrong with Kirk. Nah. Who's the edge? I only listen to music by real guitarists. Oh, nice. <laughs> Moving on. All right, so Manson, which is not Marilyn or Charles. How unveils, sad did that make you? Like, kind of like whenever you were watching the end of Lassie not the end of Lassie the end of Old Yeller mm -hmm. and you knew it was coming but you still were kind of like oh that kind of hurt some that's that's where I was at on this so what they came out with is some Tally Deluxe looking guitars with some TV Jones in them and a Bigsby and this black one right here has got a lot of extra switches yeah, I wasn't too keen on the one in the middle, but I really liked the telly shape because it's got, uh, what would that almost be? Like the pick guard shape. Kind of reminds me of a Dan Electro shape. Yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of got that Dan Electro feel. Mm-hmm. But the finishes look really good. There's no dot inlays. There's no inlays at all. So hopefully that would uh, I, You know what? that makes me okay okay if you're not gonna put if you're gonna if it's like dots you're like no i just won't put any at all then and i'm like you know what good choice charles manson he's gonna write us and email us like please don't say that again is he still alive i thought he died i don't know if he's gonna write us talking about this manson oh yeah he's like stop it <laughs> please i've Sorry. said that 500 times this week already from him or i'm so confused good i'm i'm lost oh this is made in the u wait oh it's made in the uk interesting interesting he says but yeah these are really cool um sadly the site doesn't give any information really about like neck profiles and stuff but if i had to assume it'd probably be a standard 
Telecaster uh, strat filling neck, but just overall, I don't hate these. That's all I can say. Yeah, they're not, not bad. A, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the pick guard, but I could live with it. I like the pick guard. I think it looks good. All right. Kudos to you, Mr. Manson, who's not Charles. All right. And then last, G&L Fullerton Deluxe Skyhawks take flight. Did we talk about these last week or was I going to? I don't know. I probably should have uh, confirmed, but. I. I've seen them before. Oh, yes, you did talk about them last week. Well, they might have been on there. I don't think Ryan and I got to them, though. Okay. Then we'll That's do it what again it was. Now that I'm here. Now that Chris is here to save the day. Um, all right. So, GNL Fullerton Deluxe Skyhawk. Uh, these are guitars. They look like. What? Didn't Fender just do like a strat meets a bass thing? Uh, yeah, they did like a jazz bass body with. Yeah. Strat. Like, okay, uh, so. Pickups and stuff. So this looks kind of like GNL did the same thing in my opinion with the uh, way that the pick guard is shaped, kind of like the base. Yeah, I can see it. And this kind of got, like got the, that. It's the two piece, part metal, part you know, two ply toilet paper or whatever. <laughs> is that how two ply works? I don't know. People are like, "Do you want five ply?" I'm like, "Hey, last I heard, more ply the better. Let's do this." I've been living with one ply for a while, and it's been the worst. Listen, at least you're not taking one ply and splitting it in half like Dwight did. Ugh. It was four people. It's not even one ply, Dwight. <laughs> All right. Um, so they look okay. Yeah. It's just something about it. I, I don't totally hate it. Partly it's okay, probably because of the Are you about ready finish. to hate it? Are you about ready to hate it? Maybe. Fifteen ninety nine. Definitely, if this was in that uh, 500 range <laughs> yeah, with the Fallout, yeah, yeah, I would probably jump on this because it does this look is, pretty cool. But If this gets on the stupid deal of the day, I might actually get it. Yeah. GNL, our stupid deal of the day brought to you by GNL, D'Angelico, and Pigtronics. Feels bad to be them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, so let's move on to our topic. Uh, Ryan and I almost finished up the top fives list. I feel like we should finish that up really quick, and then we can go on to like a fun topic. Oh, these aren't fun topics. Well, fun, funner. Well, these are like these are. All right, I don't know who oh, put these, these up the there. These are the serious ones. Oh wait, are they? No, go to mine. I am on your. Oh wait, hold on. Yeah, I don't I'm on the correct one. There's only two of them, right? Yeah. Okay. Are these really the 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 like I, the I important ones? Do you? I don't know marching band songs. Okay. So, but what if you could pick five marching band songs or five songs to be done by a marching band? They could be pop songs that you want to see in marching band format. What would they be? ready for my i'm can gonna we, I'm just a, be like the uh top no, five no, no. tracks off of the joshua tree album no 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 listen here's here's what we're gonna i'm actually gonna give you marching band songs that are my top five. Oh my number one malaguena it's a fantastic song um it's actually a really big and cl- like uh 
mariachi and like classical guitarists play it a lot um that's actually a really good guitar song i love it uh so malaguania um i love the planets by gustav holt but my favorite is mars the bringer of war it's this really cool five four timing um second i'd have to our third i'd have to say uh the pirates of the caribbean theme we did that in my marching band it was really fun and if you've ever seen a sousaphone player in four measures get from the 10 yard line to the 50 yard line (laughs) that's where it's at you see my fat ass running across a football field i used to play football too but you saw me i was a lineman we didn't a whole lot of running i got more exercise in marching band than i did in football (laughs) i think we had to we marched from like the middle school to the high school when we were in middle school marching band and that was a nightmare like we've like you could walk to the schools it wasn't like we're going on a death march but um let's see so, so is the one, imperial two, march on your uh, list uh no not for <sighs> marching band um uh, let's see uh man i'm like blanking on the name of it but the uh Hmm. Louie Louie. You got to go Louie Louie. That's a classic. Yeah. So that's four. And my last one was. Okay. This is one that I think you would be very happy with. My friend, Chris. Um, let's, we used to tab out or not tab out, but we used to actually write the music for like our favorite pop punk songs and mm-hmm. we used to do them with Stan's tunes. Like, our band director would let us do them. Uh, so, tie for fifth goes to... Uh, I, I got a three-way tie for fifth. Because they, they're pop songs that we just turned into Stan's tunes. Um, hey Ya by Outkast. Okay. That was fun. We Wait, also that was did, out when you were still in high school? How... F- how fucking old do you think I am? I'm trying to figure out how old I am. Because I'm not I'm, much younger I'm 30. Than you. I'm yeah. 30. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. When I was in high school, that was out. Wow. Um. So hey, uh, we also did Man Overboard by Blink One Eighty Two, which is um a really cool song. If you haven't checked it out, it's right after uh, the drummer Scott left the band or got kicked out. Um. They wrote that actually about him getting kicked out of the band. Uh. But it's got a really cool bass line and it's actually a really cool song. And then we did Basket Case. Mm-hmm. So Basket Case, we actually turned out, and we actually made it sound really cool. So those are my top five marching band songs. Not Just pick bad. pick one song, Chris. Pick the uh, rock and roll part two. Oh, no. Actually, uh, Until the End of the World by U2 would actually be really cool as a uh, marching U2, band song. U2, who's that? Uh, the not Green Day punk band from the early days, from from Ireland. Yes. Um. All right. I top five socks. Ooh. Do you have a top five pair of socks you own? Uh, are we talking about like the actual individual pairs? Yeah, they, they got to be like the I. Th- okay, so I, I got a would... pair of white Hanes that has a hole in the pinky toe. That's great. But then I have this other pair <laughs> that has. A, to- a hole in the heel and oh my god <laughs> no okay. um i was about to say are you serious because like that's about how i'm like, about to describe my socks <laughs> no actually i really do actually love fun socks so um 
I have a pair of squirrel socks that kind of has um, squirrels with like trapezoids as their shape and color. So that's okay. pretty cool. Um, I bought a pair with a bunch of different dogs on it holding a tennis ball. Kind of adorable because it reminds me of my dog when she like runs up to me like wanting to play ball. Uh, I just recently got a pair of bright pink, believe it or not, uh, ones with dogs on them. Okay. They were gifted to me. That's three. Uh, oh, I do have a pair of Jurassic Park with a raptor on it. Those are pretty good. And then, yeah, just, you know, the classic Hanes, white, you know, can't go wrong with them, but they're not as stylish. Okay. Um, I've got, that was like five for you, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, number one pair of socks. I've got these <coughs> kind of cream colored with blue and dots. They've got the little sticky pads on the bottom. And now that I'm getting older, I find out how useful that is around the house. Right. Um, so those are my number ones. My number two, I've got a pair of Don't Judge Me Duck Dynasty socks that, uh, what is, uh, it's got something that one of them says on there. Um, but, uh, God bless America. No, no. I need to get some God bless America socks. I need some like straight up like American flag socks. I've got some Darth Vader socks. Everybody. Are there so those are uh, what number three? Mm-hmm. I've got number four is my all around. I've got my black pair of socks. By by my mean my black pair of socks. I've got twenty pairs of black socks that are the exact same. <laughs> so that's it. And then my uh, number five would have to be. I've got these pair of black dress socks that have like red diamonds on them. Those are pretty comfortable. That's number five. Okay. So that was absolutely useless. And I hope <laughs> no one fell asleep. Um, so, but we are going to talk about something that's actually gear related, believe it or not on the effects loop. We're supposed to talk about gear and crap. Um, but so I was going on Facebook like I do uh, all the time and I happen to see a post. I'm in a lot of the big groups where it's just random stuff just because I like, to, it's not that I like to see these posts, these posts entertain me. And this guy said, just saw a post about dot. <laughs> How many guitar players still tuned by ear? It just made me think, question face. So new paragraph back when music was music, cause it's not music anymore. He didn't say that. I said that back when music was music and great songs and great groups. We all used our ear period. Just a statement. They use their ear. It's the new generation that have the 100 different tuners, 2 million effects, effect pedals, YouTube, etc. We never thought about music theory. Okay. Guitar players used to never think about music theory and how many scales we knew new paragraph we practice until our fingers hurt then practice some more we just played so i 
the comments started and I stopped following them whenever this happened. These were the comments. I tune by ear. Haven't used a tuner since I was a teen. I always wince at my buddies when they, in all caps, need one. So I put stupid people with calculators. When I was a kid, we did our math on paper. Haven't used a calculator in years. Every time I see someone at work using a calculator, I laugh at them. Um, because I couldn't, without putting my point. So what I want to talk about, and this is also something that you can go into the group, continue the discussion. Um, I think some people made smart Alec comments on there, but we really didn't talk about it. Um, how you feel about this? Do you need so to talk th- about this? I need to talk about this because it's upsetting that number one, we have new technology that has improved things. Mm-hmm. Number two, we have new technology that has made things sound worse. That's just the way it is because in all things, you're going to have something that has become worse by it and something that has become better. I mean, that's just how it is. Like that's how technology works. Mm-hmm. Some things will quote unquote get worse for people. Look at, look at radios or not radios, but look at like record players, the way we distribute music. Oh, record players were the best. They sounded great. No, they sound cool. Like they really do. And I think that some of the mixes sound better on records. Yes. Some of them, but it's also the fact that you have to take in the account that you're hearing a new mix of a song you've heard a lot. So that's exciting to you no matter what platform it is. Yeah. I can see that. That's so that's like whenever I mean there's like two versions of Hey Jude that have different guitar stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And anytime I hear the one that I'm not used to hearing growing up, I get excited. I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds like it's like hearing a new hearing the song for the first time. But this doesn't make it better, it makes it different. And tuners I don't care who you are tuning with a pedal is 99.999999% of the time better than tuning by ear. Very few people have perfect pitch. And the whole thing is, is you, what you, all it takes is if you have five people who tune by ear and they play together, they're, um, they're not going to be in tune with each other. Using the pedal creates the standard of if you're doing 440 or 432 or whatever you're doing, that creates the standard in which you're tuning to. I feel better now. Mm. A little bit. But I would I still hope punch this if guy. you got five people tuning by ear, y'all would at least tune up to each other after one of y'all gets tuned up. But th- but that takes longer and is more annoying than sitting there tuning silently for like 10 seconds and then uh being done yeah i love it i went and saw um oh who was it i can't remember i saw blues traveler and they were just tuning to each other while we were sitting there watching them it was great best five minutes of my life (laughs) sorry that was very smart alec that's not what happens that's not what these people do anymore Right. And like you got all these guitar players. That's why you're playing at playing in your bedroom. Do you could you imagine if a well-known guitar player say, "All right, I went and saw the Jimi Hendrix Experience thing." Or Experience Hendrix. You've got a fantastic guitar player. You got Dweezil Zappa, um who else was there? Uh Eric Johnson was there. Um Zach Wild, 
you got all these guitar players. Imagine if they just tune by ear. Like, what if, like, or what if they hired a, a guitar tech and he's like, no, I don't use tuners. I tune by ear. Do you think they would still be like on tour with that guy? Nope. No. Stop being stupid, people. All right. I'm getting a little hateful. In the words of uh, Philip DeFranco, stop being stupid, stupid. Stop being stupid, stupid. All right. Um, but there's, what's some new technology that you feel like people are fighting that we should embrace? Mm. I think ant modeling and, and ant profiling is something that people are fighting and it's silly to fight it. Yeah, because I'm starting to get there too. I used to kind of hate it, but in the back of my mind, it's like it's so much easier. And by the time you buy something like a Kemper or Helix, you have everything versus for me having to mm-hmm. go out to get a, how much are AC30s now? $1,300 AC30. If I bought it new and then a $3,000 Plexi, well, no, I would get the cheaper studio line, but that's still fourteen hundred bucks right there on on its own. That's three thousand ish in amps when a Helix is what fifteen hundred right now. Yep, and the Helix is a great product. Yeah, and if I want to I mean, get uh, a Kemper, that's still two thousand. Two thousand. That's still cheaper. Yeah, and that one actually has a power amp in it if I wanted to. <laughs> now you're getting it like 2400 ish okay well still that, that gives me two amps actually more mm-hmm. amps but both the two that i want mm-hmm. with multiple presets so i'm not having to go change it on the fly so that way you don't have to feel the need to buy a tremolo pedal if you want tremolo yeah either you've got it right there at your feet and worst case scenario that also like replaces effects yeah unless i just wanted to have an actual drive pedal because yeah, but Chris, what if you get to the gig and your Helix has to reboot? Are we talking about reboot or factory reset? F- reboot. There's a difference, because if it's reboots, oh, no. hold on, guys. Give me a second. Uh-oh. That's my ringtone. I love it. Oh, sorry, that was a that was not Tell even an important call. I never wanna hear you say <laughs> I want it that way. What show is that? That Brooklyn yes. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh my gosh, that is by far <laughs> that is TV gold. If that doesn't get like saved in a vault somewhere, I'm gonna be upset because that was my favorite thing ever. He was singing karaoke. Well, let's try. The, what song was he singing? <laughs> Uh, all right um but yeah I, uh, I can definitely agree with amp models uh earlier what about, i think i put down what about the line six variac systems oh I see I, I would need that. yeah i would need to touch one again because the last time i've touched one was i think the battery was dying and i could tell zero oh. difference between each thing if it works like it should, as the biggest things I would need is the tonal differences between, you know, having a strat for positions two and four, mm-hmm. P90, and Humber. I, I don't care about like jazz masters or like oh this is a seventy six strat versus this other one which is a fifty five whatever. It's like okay, I don't care about that. Give me a bass sound, and I'll go with it. 
I do like the idea of having an acoustic on board. <laughs> and what else do they have? Look at look at what's it? Piezo. Look at the piezo system. I actually have thought about that because if I was to completely trick out my Tele Deluxe, I was actually debating on getting a Piezo system. Was Is it, it Piezo? I, I think. I think it's Piezo or Piezo or something like that. Piezo. I always call it Piezo. It sounds more fancy that way. It sure does. Sounds Italian, brother. But, yeah, uh, I'm gonna say I'm yeah, saying brother. The uh, ghost system is pretty cool to go in guitars and. I wanna, yeah, I wanna. I'm thinking about uh, possibly adding that to my telly or my strat when it comes in. Mm-hmm. I think a strat would be a good one to do it on too because that would make it pretty all around. Actually, I've been really, really wanting to build a strat lately. Putting a uh, Seymour Duncan P rails. And so, uh, who is that? Cole Duke or whoever made the post in their group about why the hell would you put humbuckers in a strat? That's oh, that why. was that was Sean Wright. Oh, well, Sean, there you go. That one's for I, you. I've got a humbucker coming in my strat. Yeah. So, uh, like in the coil split and all that. If you're putting that much work into a strat to make it um, as versatile as possible why not okay let's talk about some of the things that we should not embrace that have been new robotic tune i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah. oh, oh who was it andrew from uh <clears throat> from fox chiro uh he <laughs> that's what he said <laughs> he was like hold my beer from the gibson robot tuners mm. um those still aren't something i don't think that people should get mad about it was a decent product if you it really think cool about thing. it, if you're sitting there like talking in the middle of a set and all you got to do is like flip it on and just strum and they do their thing. Yeah. I how less distracting distracted you are to mm-hmm. be able to talk. Yep. I think that we, there's one thing that I can always think of. Uh, there's two things. The jellyfish pick. Uh, and I never had and, one. the source audio hot hand did you ever see that yeah i remember that the the ring that was the effects or the uh expression pedal Mm -hmm. let it go don't do it source audio source audio is one of those companies that it's like too smart for their own good Uh, yeah it's like reel it back in you're going you're in 2019 we're living in 2000. That still reminds me. I still want an LA lady from them. Maybe just have one drive on my board. And, and just like use MIDI to control it? Yep. <laughs> yep. Ooh, honestly, if I was to do MIDI with a drive, I want to do the um, Scarlet oh, from yeah. the. Uh, is it Sela? The Scarlet Love? I think so. Yeah. That looks cool. The V3 has MIDI controller. Yeah, I think that was the one that uh, John Snyder was like really, really excited about a few years ago. He, he could not stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, might have been. All right. So if you've got some ideas of things that we should embrace or not embrace, give us a call. I don't know why we're going like AM radio on this, but <laughs> sounded good. Give us a call at our uh, Google plus number and leave us a message wait oh my gosh i wonder if 60 cycle hum still has their phone number you can call 
Do you have it saved right offhand to find out? No, oh, no. Damn. We do it on air. That'd be great. <laughs> All right. Um, so thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening to. Um, join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash the effects. Live follow us on Instagram. Check out our YouTube. Like, subscribe, share, all that goodness. Um, if you have any ideas for topics you want us to talk about, or you just want to tell us we suck, you can go to theeffectsloop at gmail.com and send a message there. You can connect with us on LinkedIn. And also, once again, check out our Patreon. We love it when people give us money. So for The Effects Loop, I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Remember how we used to like argue, not argue, but like, are we keeping me in the loop? I don't know. We used to have to like, who's doing the, who's leading this week? Now it's just like, I'm, I just, I give up even asking. Yep. Until I feel like, uh, it's like, oh no, 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 no. I will definitely do it. No, what's going to happen is in like three months, I'm going to get a strongly worded email. I feel pushed out. You don't let me do the intro ever. <laughs> I'm like, and I'll be like, what? You never want to do it. You're I'll just, send it to the email address too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Chris, you have my phone number. You have my own messenger. All right. I'll write a letter. Yeah. <laughs> a strongly worded letter. Dictionary, why is negativity always drawing out pictionary? Visualize love, energize lies together together.